you, Cherise. Can't you understand that? I love you. I guess you thought you could just waltz into your daddy's funeral with a wheezy cream and that would make everything okay. And I was just supposed to forget all the pain and humiliation you put me through. Huh, Junior? I'm just supposed to just welcome you with open arms and say, I forgive you, Junior. I forgive you. I forgive you. Well, yeah. I love you, Junior. Oh, I love you too, Shay. Why did you do me like that, Junior? I didn't mean to do you like that, Why baby. Why did you do me like that? I'm sorry. I love you. <laughs> I ain't mean to do you like that, baby. What did you do without that, baby? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you, you did that line very well. Oh, I forgive you, I forgive you, I forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> I was practicing last night oh, yeah. <laughs> while watching it. You were getting ready for your debut. I forgive you, Julia. I forgive you, I forgive you. Well, your performance, I must say, I was watching the entire was spectacular. Film. Okay. Well, this closet's taken and you can't have it. She said, I'm going to sing delightful on you. Matter of fact, don't I look like Loretta right now? Because she had her hair back in a ponytail, but because she was arguing with Jada, some of her hair. (laughs) Don't I look like her right now? The listeners can't see me. You were giving me Loretta Devon. I'm giving you. Your hair's cute, pulled back. Aaron Samuels. I know, I know that's how you like it. <laughs> Aaron Samuels. I know that's how you like A lot of people say that. So. Yeah. The little bangs out front. You better give us these bangs. I'm trying different things, like, because it's getting longer. I can mm. do different things with it. So, we'll see how this journey I goes. I wish mine could get longer, but you know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? Some of us don't have edges. That's why. <laughs> That's fine. Right. When Loretta said, you want a short ass mine or shorter than mine? <laughs> to Angela when she was cutting oh, her hair. I just hope that me and you don't have a moment like mine that. Mine is shorter. Okay, right. And then the gram, you know, I come out on the gram. I have my debut as a baldy. Oh, uh-uh. I rebuke that. Your yeah. hair will be long. Short ass mine or shorter than mine? Mm-mm. Not at all, Bernadette. <laughs> Bernadette. I was about to call you Bernadette. Who was that? <laughs> but yeah, guys, that was from Kingdom Come or whatever. It was a little clip between Jada Pinkett Smith and Anthony Anderson, who played Sharice and who played um, Junior. It was cute. Yeah. <laughs> and do you remember the song at the end that Jada was singing at the funeral? When she hit that note. Yes. <laughs> that means that it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but oh you know who gosh. sang it on the soundtrack? Our good friend Tamar. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. And that's the song I'm picking for the end of the show. Oh, so she only sung that in the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> we were like this. Yeah. <laughs> and those veins coming out of her throat. I was like, she sang it. She sang that. She sang it. But hi, guys. Oh, sorry. No, I was... Hi. Uh, wait. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Regroup. Hi, guys. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Hung Up Podcast, where you may have just rolled up in your daddy's funeral with a fizzy cream and thought that would make everything okay. <laughs> where, um, you know, you may just expect someone to welcome you with open arms. <laughs> and say what? I forgive you, Eric. I forgive you. I forgive you. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> or you may just love us. So we'll never hang up on you. <laughs> As always, I am P. Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and the Twitter at I-A-M-P-R-Y-A-N. I'm Eric. You can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at E. Dante Cole. Yes. And while you're out here searching and finding, find us both on Instagram and Twitter at 
Hungapod. That's H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D. And on Facebook at facebook.com slash Hungapod. We would love to hear from you all. Listener feedback, mm-hmm. ratings, reviews, all of that good stuff, all your love, all your hung-ups, your hanging-ups. Mm-hmm. Send that to hunguphide at gmail.com. And when you go to our Insta page, you can also hit call. Drop us a message. Yeah, we might pick up. We okay. might because you <laughs> the line does ring. It does ring. Okay. <laughs> Not can you imagine? <laughs> And thank you guys so much for your ratings, comments, and reviews. Keep them coming. On SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere that you can find a man who will disrupt a full funeral to declare his love for you. He sure did. Okay? A full funeral. Mm -hmm. His daddy's funeral. His daddy's funeral. Where is the respect? (laughs) Okay. Well, you gotta watch the movie to find out where the respect was. Okay, true. Because it's a long story. It is is a very long story. But um, yeah, it's good to see you. Good to be seen and good to see you back. How are you? I'm good. Mm -hmm. I actually spent this week off from work. I was supposed to be in Maryland. I'm jealous of you. You got time off? I I do. Okay. Accumulates. Okay. (laughs) Every every pay period. Yes. Get you a man who got a job that accumulates time. (laughs) That's a lesson, saying that for real. That's 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 real. Yeah. Thank you for saying Mm -hmm. that. For me and a lot of us out there (laughs) that are accumulating. Right. They're probably like, "What kind of job this bitch got? (laughs) Accumulating time. It's a job where I accumulate. I know anyone like me. Oh. Oh, you. (laughs) I mean, you know. Until you able, you're not able. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> These are facts, <laughs> okay? <laughs> Wait, can you tell what the listeners oh. what tonight has brought? So to you know, we're bringing back for a uh, debut, not a debut. <laughs> oh, what is it? A review? It's a uh, um, on, encore. Right? Uh, there we go. That's the word. Yes. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by Rhea Nephew, Overproof Rum, White Rum, Jamaican Rum. Yes. <laughs> Because we just love it, all right? Yeah. So that's what we're drinking straight yeah. with just a little ice. Yeah, true serum. Okay. <laughs> but now I was supposed to be in Maryland, but last minute change of plans landed me here in Philly. So mm-hmm. I was here. I you know, wanted to make sure I made the most of it. I spent the week resting. Mm-hmm. Like the dew <laughs> I, in the morning. Like the what? The dew in the morning. You better rest. Like the dew. I was resting. Um at the gym every day this week spend time like just getting things you know together in my home and i journaled i I meditated Mm -hmm. and it was great you know i was able to really just i can feel like the difference just in like taking a week to regroup refresh Mm -hmm. and just like be into my damn self. Yeah, you look rejuvenated. Your skin looks great. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I'm serious. But the meditation part, just want to put a little emphasis on that because, mm-hmm. you know, when we put questions, thoughts, and ideas out there, it's going to come back. Oh, surely. And, you know, I woke up this morning at 3 o'clock in the morning, like... I think, I don't know if the neighbors were doing something that woke me up or I heard some kind of loud noise, but I woke up and guess what I had on my mind? An answer to my question. Oh, okay. <laughs> this was not my answer. Well, go so, ahead. <laughs> um, 
Couldn't go back to sleep. Ended up going to Wawa. Love Wawa. Okay. Open 24 hours. Yeah. And uh, came back home. Watch TV until I fell asleep. And I'm here with you. Yeah. <laughs> Glad you're rested. Glad you and got the your alcohol answer. alcohol has me feeling real good. Okay. So thank you for bringing this back. You're welcome. So <clears throat> I just feel real light and free. And yes. Easy, breezy, and beautiful. Here. Yeah. Cover Eric. <laughs> okay. Cover boy. Yeah. I'll be your cover boy. Or your city boy. Okay. Right. Listeners, do y'all hear that? Get you a nigga that can do both. Okay. <laughs> and a nigga that accumulates time. Can we benefits? Let's cling to that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm one of them. <laughs> Girl, he got benefits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We yes, love Greg's. Man. Did you watch the last episode? Uh, you know I watch every episode. Don't play. <laughs> Thoughts on Eva? Um, Eva the diva. I'm not saying Eva's a liar, right? But, but it sounds like she's, she's getting, getting caught up. Caught up. <laughs> That's. I love that DV. Like just, just like I'm not gonna say you a liar. It just sound like you getting caught up. Okay. You make of that what you will. Yes. Caught up. Right. Don't get hashtag. Don't get caught up this weekend, y'all. <clears throat> no, y'all be listening to this on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Hashtag. Did you get caught up? <clears throat> Add us at Hung Up High and mm. let us know. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she seems interesting. Yes. Portia was hilarious. The mother interrogation. It was very interesting, was yeah. was hilarious yeah. to me. Yeah. Uh, they were both very nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, but a mother knows. Uh, surely. Not only knows the partner, but knows her son. Okay. <laughs> And Candy knows too. Yeah. Wait, what? what do you mean? You're talking about Port- the interrogation of the mother to Portia, right? Yes, yes. I'm right. sorry. Mm-hmm. The rum. Okay. okay. Remind that last part back again. So the mother knows her son and his antics, and Candy does as well. You said Candy. Mm-hmm. Candy got the tea. <laughs> because she said, no, what you mean is <laughs> you don't like it anymore. Okay. <laughs> All right. Shout out to Candy. Yes, Team Taurus. Okay. Candy coated nights. Yes. Candy is hilarious, yo. Candy, I'm I love you, girl, but legend. That whole subject. Oh, like Candy's a legend. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Blessed be. She's done legendary things. Okay. Yes. I, when I think of a legend, I think of Beyonce, Michael Jackson. Patrick. Me. Yeah. Oh, actually, I said my full name on the show. It's okay. Gonna, I've slipped. Up. I've slipped and done it a few times. That's fine. And he kicked me underneath the table, y'all, just so y'all know. Didn't I? Don't <clears> listen <throat> to these lies. That's how rumors get started. So, they're going to have. Just so y'all They're going to be out here thinking I beat you. Just so y'all know. <clears throat> but what's up? How are you? I'm really good. Thanks for asking. <laughs> You've been doing a lot this week. Um, I have. There's a lot going on. Um, but life is great. Um, I, at one point, I thought God was trolling me. Specifically, do ooh, tell. I can't even tell. Ooh. Oh, you can't tell. Damn, I can't tell all of it. But I believe God was trolling me at one point. So He um, trolls us all sometimes. Yes, I was just like <laughs> this weekend. I was really placed in a lot of situations that like made me uncomfortable. Specifically, I wasn't going to talk about this, but um, I sang at a wedding and I also like sang at church all day. And you know, 
I don't have, you know, great relationships with a particular person in church just because they went on the Instagram, took my picture, spread it around, that whole story, we went over it, right? For some reason, everywhere that I was, um, after service and, like, even at the wedding, this person was there. Um, There was a one point, too, I was, like, at a table at the wedding. Everybody had left, and it was just kind of, like, me and her. And I was just like, God, what are you doing? Why is this person around? But... I calmed down. I actually spoke and said, hello, how are you? And I left the classy <laughs> bitch. Okay? So, yeah. God was trolling me, but I think I passed the test. You in these pictures on this Instagram, this is like no a reoccurring... No, just people oh. like talking about your pictures on oh, Instagram. Oh, shit. Can we talk about it's that? Like I'm just going to say it. a reoccurring thing. And yeah. like at this point, how many times do you think you've been screenshot? And like probably plenty, but I'm like, damn, where are the fine niggas out of all this? So I'm gonna say this too. We're in a Greek organization. Um, oh yeah, y'all should know that. Yeah, right. someone randomly called me this week and was just like, people are saying that you're a Miyaka, and I'm like, and for those Other of you who don't know, Miyakas are like this. So there are LGBT individuals who have looked at historically black Greek letter organizations. I was going to say, because it's not just AKA. Right. And it's not just sororities. At all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like um, some gay men will like replicate some of the historically black Greek sororities and some gay women will kind of like replicate some of the black Greek fraternities. So apparently somebody, well not apparently, but somebody called me and said, yo, they heard that I was in one of these kind of like offshoot organizations. So when knew you had time to do that? Bitch, first of all, who has the coin to be paying double dues? <laughs> That's the first question. That's how you can deduce foolishness. Because <laughs> I don't, right? right? Secondly, if you know anything about me, the organization they try to affiliate me with, they know that it ain't it. You know what I mean? That's not what I would be a part of. Okay? Choose another one. <laughs> okay? Very and maybe close. you might have a shot. Okay? You're getting hot. You're getting hot. But <laughs> close, but no cigar. <laughs> Right. But even in that interaction, usually like in the past, you know, I would get like really heated. I would have like a long soliloquy. I'd be like, I'm pissed. You know what I mean? But I was just like, girl, I'm tired. This will make no sense. God bless you. (laughs) So try again, cherubs. And and keep clocking me. Thanks. I wonder. Send me a check. Cash at me. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. But that was that. Spending too much time. Let's go. What's the next thing? What is the next thing? The listener feedback. Do you have any? Do I have any listener feedback? No. Me either. Guys, send some listener feedback. We're getting kind of dry. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) We did get a few more ratings on Apple Podcasts. So thank you. And they were five stars. Thank you. Thank you for those. I guess we're five star bitches. (laughs) With a bag head, nigga. With a bag head. Hey. 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 I don't know why I did that. Uh I feel like we're so sluggish today. Well, I know I am. Yeah, I definitely am. But we're going to zhuzh up and keep the show going. It's almost done. (laughs) So so let's just jump straight into the topic. So um, this may be short. This may be long. I actually don't know. I'm just ready. I'm sluggish. I'm, you know, I'm light. Like I said, like whipped whipped cream. I don't know. I don't know. I said it. Remember? I don't know. I don't I don't know. But this can be long, this can be short. However the flow goes, I'm totally on board. And I got caught up on the Soul Trade Awards last night. Oh, how'd you enjoy which it? Which Erica Badu did great with the cipher. Do you and have it saved on your TV? I do. Oh, because I need to see that. And um, 
I thought her tribute was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it a tribute? Well, she she got like an award. She got an acknowledgement. I thought that was great. Did she perform? And she performed. Oh, okay. So I'm just I'm on my Erica Badu tip right now. I'm just, nice. You know, I'm floating. Okay. Yes. You better float. Okay. So, mm-hmm. what do you have for us this on this evening? Well, listen. Okay. So, over the past like minute, so like over the past few months, past couple weeks, a theme that has been coming up for me has been like unconditional love. Um, it became even more present to my awareness, like when I was watching the Red Table Talk with uh, Jada and when Will Smith came on, she had mentioned like unconditional love she had for him. And then like on on a couple of their episodes, Gammy, which is her mom, Adrian, Mm -hmm. um, she kept talking about like what love is, what love isn't. And so the theme of just like unconditional love kind of came over me Mm -hmm. and I thought we could talk about it. Yeah. 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 You want to? Let's do it. So... (laughs) I just wanted to start off by unconditional just, love. Yeah, which is it's, weird for me because I really lacking. it is. You think so? I think in more instances than it is present. Because mm. mm. I think even a lot of us, we really think we love people mm. until something happens. Mm. Talk about it. Something Real. that we weren't expecting. Real life situation, And it, right? like, strikes something in you that you weren't expecting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It can well, let's start with this. What were your early exposures with unconditional love? Or kind of, like, the early lessons you learned about unconditional love? I would say the earliest would be, you know, my dad taking, taking me on. 100% when, you know, my biological mother couldn't be there mm. and raise me mm-hmm. and provided for me yeah. and, you know, showed me a path no matter, what am I trying to say? We've talked about, we, we had a, yeah, uh, an episode, Daddy Lessons, mm-hmm. where we mm-hmm. talked about our challenges and our um, success is... Yeah, <laughs> with our fathers, right? Yeah, kind of like the yeah. different di- dynamics of that relationship, the ups and the downs, the benefits and and the things that you know might have been lacking or that we feel like you know wasn't present. Mm-hmm. But following that episode, we also talked about like you know they can only give us what they can give us. Like parents truly do their best, and you know. That I would say my early expo- my earliest exposure to unconditional love was my father just doing his best mm. and and being a provider. Um, growing up black and gay and awkward and kind of a geek, Aww. I didn't always feel the unconditional love from family members. Yeah. So that was also an early exposure. I was young, you know. I knew what it felt like to be an outcast. Yeah. You know, but I also knew that I had a home to go to at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And someone who loved me and, and provided for me. Right. We had our battles. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when I got older, you know, yeah. and I'm sure a lot of the listeners can, you know, relate to that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, early. Cute. I feel like that's our first relationship. Yeah, with our parents. the ones with your parents. Yeah. I think 
my early experiences with unconditional love were the like descriptions of it I learned about in church. So like, no matter what you do, God will love you, right? And so for me, it was kind of just like, I took that in at a young age and I'm just like, oh, okay, that's unconditional love. But I don't think it like became concrete for me until I began to have like more spiritual experiences as I like got older or even like, you know, you said with parents, like I'm, I always knew like, oh, my parents love me. But unconditional love, I think kind of came in when I started to just like, maybe not fit their mold of what they expected for their child and to see them still kind of be present and still love on me and still, you know, yeah. be there, right? And you so, don't really get that until you get older. Until you get older, until you, you really start to do some that. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You're like, damn, yeah, they really... They really love me. My dad loved my little gay ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And wasn't ashamed. Like, he took me everywhere with him. Yeah. He Like, my dad never left me. Like, yeah. I, he unless it was work... I was with my babysitter. Mm-hmm. My dad never left me. Yeah. And so I guess unconditional love, even though I didn't recognize it as such, would also be like with my father as well, right? Taking me out and being okay if like I wanted to cop a Barbie, right? Yeah. It's just like, he loved this little gay nigga. Right? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's cool. It is cool. That's cool. Now that we've had those early experiences, Eric, you know, he just sees. He just sees. <laughs> no, the heat is on. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Ooh. You're like, are the CT? <laughs> I'm a little warm. It's coming uh, down. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Mercy. So, <laughs> after we've kind of touched on the exposures that we had um, to unconditional love, what has your journey been kind of expressing it to others? Ooh. Sometimes it's really easy to do, and sometimes it's not. Mm. Tell me more. Well, I guess, like, I... You have those moments of, I guess what I'm what I'm trying to think of is like when those moments of, for an example, loneliness. Loneliness. Mm. Even though we could be like surrounded by support and we and, and people are there, like mm. many of many of us can still feel lonely. And I think that's a moment where we're not expressing unconditional love to other people. Mm. Okay. Does that make sense? I don't even. <laughs> Is, no, if that's your cap. <laughs> okay, so sometimes we're lonely and we're not expressing unconditional love to other people. Can I ask you how so? I don't know. but see this is tough though right no wait let me just (laughs) and this is why i brought this conversation to you because like i don't understand parts of unconditional love like if i were to describe it fully i would not be able to or if i had to describe it fully i would not be able to because i don't know what it is like what is unconditional love right and so when i think about my journey and like how I express it to others, like I can't say how I fully express unconditional love to others because I really have a hard time defining it. But I know an aspect yeah, of it. What it is, yeah. Hmm? yeah. <laughs> oh, an aspect of it um, that I'm starting to figure out, or what I'm starting to acknowledge that is an aspect of unconditional love. I'm so tired and I need words. Is um, control, right? And so I was listening to the Red Table talk, and Gammy was just like, "Control is not love." And I'm really trying, I've been working this year on like trying to give love unconditionally, right? But I realized one of the things that was blocking me from doing so is the fact that I want to control others. I'm just wired to do so, Mm. right? That's like in my, in my spirit. 
Now, for example, I think with some of like the guys that I interact with or even like some of the friends that I have, right? I have this idea of how they should behave, of how they should treat me, of how they should present. And when they fall out of that, I want to hurl like judgments after judgment after judgment. I want to like cut off the relationship. I want to like remove myself from these people. Mm. And I had to kind of stop myself at some point in this year and like go back and like really ask forgiveness from these people or ask for forgiveness from these people because I was not loving them. I was just trying to trying to control them. I was trying to have minions. Thank you. I think you just expounded on (laughs) the thought that I, like, was trying to, like, I think that's literally what I was trying to say. Yeah. Um, And I've mentioned before, I'm not sure what episode it is, like, but you know how we get frustrated when our friends don't do the things that we want them to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in that moment of feeling lonely, it's just really a moment of feeling like I'm not getting enough attention from my friends right now. Mm Right. So I think that is, you know, you know, can be a little selfish. Yeah. Yeah. And love is not and selfish. And not considerate of what other people. Right, exactly. Yeah. Love is not so selfish. So it can't be unconditional if. If there's a selfish portion in it. Yeah, right. Yeah. And when I say trying to control people, like it but can't we're be. human. Like. Yeah, true. Which is why it's a work, right? It's a you can't just say, "Oh, work. I love unconditionally." It it takes effort. It's a constant work, but I was I guess I was honest in my thought when I was saying that no, I don't love unconditionally all the time because yeah. how can we? I mean, we're human fucking beings. Right. And for me to sit here and say like, "Oh, I love unconditionally all the time." That's a lie. I won't do it it's to a lie. myself. But then here's another thing too. That's when we have to like be so real about how we feel about others. Right. And I think so often, especially when the Merlot be hidden, I'd be quick to tell people, oh, I love you. I love you. Yes, I may have love for these people, but I don't love everybody like that. Yeah. Right. Because there will be some people who I'm just like, oh, I hate the way you act, but I still love on you. I still want to nurture you. I still want to like. We got to start calling out and being Mm -hmm. specific about. Mm -hmm. What are the things that we love in people? Right. But then there are some people who like, you do something I don't like and it really is taking heaven and earth for me to even be around you. And I know that's not love. By the way, I love when you're thinking, Yeah, you do like a throat thing. (laughs) (laughs) Go go on. Yeah, but it's real. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, in acknowledging what is and is not love, you also have to acknowledge if you really love certain people or if you have been showing love to certain people. Listen, I've been tested lately. <laughs> right? I have truly been tested yeah. lately because yeah. I've been put in a place where a certain family member has gotten to a point where... Um, mm, I want to be there for them in this moment, but I'm finding it very difficult Mm. to do that Mm -hmm. because of stuff. So right now I'm not showing that person unconditional love. Mm -hmm. I'm there. I'm definitely, I'm not like, I'm not ghosted. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not making myself unavailable, but I know that I could be doing more. Yeah. And maybe that's God whispering in my ear telling me that Eric, you know, you can be doing more. Right. And, Within a week or two or a few months, I'll get closer to that, possibly. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But that's just another example of when we in our shit, 
we don't necessarily operate in unconditional love. We don't. We don't, we don't show unconditional don't. love all the time. Yes. And I'm laying my shit out on the line mm-hmm. just so that way folks know like that shit is real. And no longer do I want to be this person who advertises like, oh, I'm so sad. I'm giving yeah. you unconditional love. Like, no. Some, some, sometimes sometimes I don't give unconditional love. Yeah. Sometimes my love is very conditional. And if you push past that condition, I'm like, all right, F you. You know? And this is something that I'm trying to work on, but I'm not perfect at it. Know me. That's real. Follow up. What has your journey been expressing unconditional love to yourself? Slash, what does it mean to unconditionally love yourself? What do you think? I loved how on the last episode, you broke down the difference between liking Liking and loving yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's really my answer to that question. Mm -hmm. And... What I'll share on that is I did what you said. A few nights ago, I got out of the shower after I brushed my teeth. Mm -hmm. I looked in the mirror. It was still all foggy and shit. Mm -hmm. So I rubbed a little, you know, a little circle so I could see my face a little bit. (laughs) But I looked at myself and I said, I like you. Oh, yeah. Not I love you. I like you. I said, I like you. And to be honest with you, it felt like someone hugged my heart. Yes. It's so I'm soothing. Not, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. It's so soothing. No, I know. I felt like my heart was being hugged. Yeah. And it felt amazing. Mm-hmm. And I could not help but to laugh. Yes. And I made yes. sure I was smiling. <laughs> I just looked at myself, right? Yes. But yes. I couldn't help but to laugh because it felt so warm. Eric, how many times you are in your 30s? Yes. I'm in my late 20s. Tw- Mercy Lord. I'm in you my come, late 20s. You come, baby. Okay, You'll be there. coming around the mountain when oh, she, she comes. comes. Okay. Help me, Holy And I'm going to be waiting for you like, hey, hey bitch. <laughs> I've been here waiting for you, ho. <laughs> but we've spent decades, multiple decades, right? How many times have you done this activity? How many times have you looked in the mirror and said, I like you? I really, I don't think I've ever done that, to right. be honest with you. Like, ever. So imagine spending three <laughs> And some change decades. <laughs> yeah. Me spending two and, you know, almost three decades, right? Going through life, processing different things, taking in your world, having so many feelings, but n- barely ever once taking the time to be like, yo, I like you. Yeah. Of course you have an emotional reaction. And it felt good. Yeah. So thank you for that. No, thank you for sharing that. Oh, that's so you. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good it is good and you guys should definitely do it if you if you haven't done it you gotta do it oh my heart is lifted and we have to do it on a regular basis like Ryan said oh yes we gotta Mm -hmm. make it a practice Mm -hmm. yeah I've even started looking in the mirror and reaffirming so looking in the mirror and saying no this is what's gonna happen Mm -hmm. no you Mm -hmm. will do this no you will get that increase you know at work you know, yeah. you will get your student loans paid off by a such and such. In the name. You know. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's wonderful. I'm so glad you introduced that conversation from last week, though. Yeah. Um, because when I was considering, like, what has my journey been with loving myself? It brought me right back there, too. It was just mm-hmm. like, well, we made the distinction between liking and loving yourself. And I think what I was having trouble with, but I hope I communicated it correctly, um, was that in my idea, in my mind, liking yourself was 
kind of associated with like the judgments that we have towards ourselves. Yes. Right? Yes. Now, similar to the way that I cannot define <laughs> unconditional love, I don't know what loving myself necessarily looks like. I think a part of like what we advertise as self-care is a part of loving yourself, right? It's kind of like the behavioral manifestations of loving yourself. But one thing that came up for me again when thinking about what does it mean to love myself, right? When you love something, you want that thing to feel good, right? You want that thing to be kind of in the best place that it can be. Mm -hmm. So similarly to when I love someone, I want to relinquish control. I want to free myself of the things that control me to show myself that I love myself. Does that make sense? And I don't mean like that means just like me going out here and wilding out and doing whatever it is I want to do. But I think about sitting at that table with that lady from church, right? For a long time, almost two years, her presence controlled me, right? Her presence made me feel like I wanted to run away. Like I, you know, it made me feel kind of like ashamed. It made me feel small, right? Mm -hmm. It made me feel kind of powerless. Being able to speak to her at that table relinquished that control, And I think emphasize for me that I love myself. Hearing somebody call me up and be like, yo, I heard that you are a Miyaka, LOL. That used to really bother me, right? Not being accepted by a lot of, you know, Greek individuals when they didn't even pay my bills really bothered me at one point, Mm -hmm. right? Somehow, I don't know how. I was able to release myself of being controlled by that. I don't give a fuck if you think I'm Miyaka, Ziyaka, Tiaka, right? It doesn't matter to me, right? And so for me, acting in unconditional love towards myself is really not allowing things to control how I feel, not allowing things to control how I feel about myself, not allowing things to like make me dim my light or make me feel small. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. That's your line. Does that make sense? I be checking in because, you know, sometimes I just be rambling. <laughs> so. Nah, I will bring that full circle and say, now I'm going back to the book I just finished. <clears throat> A Return to Love. Mm-hmm. And I think while in the beginning of this conversation we were unsure of what the definition is, I think we've kind of figured it out or at least a big portion of it. A big portion of it, and I remember Marianne saying it, is relinquishing control. Mm. It's the control of wanting to change people. to mm. The control, wanting to control events. Yeah. Wanting to control outcomes. Wanting to control this, that, everything. And it's also, the other big part of it is, no matter what someone has done, seeing the good in that person. Mm. Mm-hmm. She put it that simple. She was like, that's it. Yeah. Like, it's really not... This huge, this big, like re- CVS receipt of a definition. <laughs> Love the CVS receipt. I think it's ridiculous. Okay. Like, <laughs> they ain't trying to go green. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. But got kiosks. <laughs> you are so stupid. I just don't understand. <laughs> Not kiosks. But, <clears throat> but yeah, relinquishing control. Mm-hmm. Like you said, that was showing yourself unconditional love. Yeah. Because it feels so much better. It does. But then it's also like being able to see the good in people. Mm -hmm. Instead of leading with what someone did or like 
putting their faults there like a scarlet letter. Mm-hmm. Not doing that and actually just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So last question, because this um, conversation is really in-depth. And listeners, I definitely, we definitely, excuse me, want to hear from you, right? Definitely call in, give us your feedback, and let us know how you give love unconditionally to others and how you give yourself love unconditionally. And Eric is dying from this rum. The shot that P. Ryan made... (laughs) Listen, Anika Whiterum goes out a long way, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but last question, yeah? Mm -hmm. In giving love unconditionally to others, sometimes we sacrifice ourselves. Wait, say that again? Unknowingly. In giving love unconditionally to others, sometimes we sacrifice ourselves. So, for example, say you and I are... Say we dating. We ain't dating, yeah. Okay? (laughs) Crazy. For me to say that I'm loving you unconditionally, that shitty thing that you do that hurts me, right, is me to just acknowledge that you do it. Not me trying to change it, just to acknowledge that it's there. But you may decide, I'm not trying to change this behavior even though I know it hurts my partner, right? So that may come at a cost of my shit, right? To give Mm -hmm. love unconditionally to myself, right, may... may influence me to leave you. I was about to say... Right? Where do we find the balance? Because I'm a bitch about balance. Okay? Where do we even things out? How do we give an equal amount of love out unconditionally, but then also take in an equal amount? Well, I would say I think love is infinite. Okay. Amen. So I think that solves half the problem right there. Or (laughs) most of it. There's no limit to it. Yeah. There's no limit to how much we can give out. Mm-hmm. And there's no limit to how much we can get. But That's how do we find the balance between giving and... Well, I guess there is no balance. You don't need to balance it. Infinite. It's the best thing to do. Okay. You know what came It's the only thing name? we really should be here doing. Is, is, is showing love and giving love. But man created all these other things. Mm. Right? To divide us. To, you know, sow seeds of discord. In our fields <laughs> of peace. You better quote Lady May. And you can find me on Twitter at Lady Gay. Exactly. Okay. Man did that. I don't think that that's, you know, what God's design was. Mm. I'm sorry. Don't. Why are you sorry? I feel like I need to be on. What's What's the podcast? Uh, The Hung Up Podcast. What are you saying? You're right. Okay. All right. You know what? Now accepting applications. (laughs) Just kidding. Eric, Eric Sharp for that real quick, y'all. <laughs> Just kidding. What podcast are you trying to be on? These are some big shoes. What bitch oh. is going to try to come and take mine? You know what big shoes mean? <laughs> well, okay. Listen. Big socks. Big socks. <laughs> big socks. Okay. Extra large. Socks. <laughs> I wear a 10. It's not like... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, you know, when I think about kind of like the balance between giving and receiving unconditional love, I think about boundaries. Right? So me accepting you for the crappy things you do does not mean I'm going to let you just bulldoze over my feelings and my being and just, make again, make me feel small. Because at the same time, loving me... You wouldn't take that shit. Uh, hello? Because I want to feel good. So it really means having boundaries. Why you had to do me like that, baby? I'm going to do you like that, baby. <laughs> but it really means, I, I feel, 
having some sort of boundaries, right? And in accepting whatever it is that you do that I may not like, if I realize that it's going to take me over the edge after a while, I may just have to remove myself. And that may be me acting in love. Sometimes love means leaving. Yeah. Ooh, That's write true. that down, saints. Write that down. Yeah. Sometimes love means leaving. But see, a lot of folks not willing to, to leave. Because they don't love themselves. Hello, clink me. Hello, somebody. Hello right now. And that's all I have. I don't got no final thought. That was my final thought. Sometimes love means leaving. Set those boundaries, bitch. Love takes time to heal when it's hurting so much. Couldn't see that I was blind to let you go. I can't escape the pain. Yeah.